we're doing today is intentional. Get, getting together is intentional. Ha- having face-to-face conversations is needed. Seeing people smile is needed. How many of you know your day is a little better when you can sit down across the table with somebody and just see them smile? And today I want to preach on just that. If you have your Bibles, Zechariah chapter 10, verse 8 through 10. Let me read it for you. God says this. He says, I will whistle for them and they will gather, for I have redeemed them, and they shall be as many as they were before. Though I scattered them among the nations, yet in far countries they shall remember me. And with their children, they shall live and return. Verse 10 says this, I will bring them home from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. And I will bring them from the land of Gilead and to Lebanon till there is no room for them. If I had to title this sermon something today, I'm just going to spend a few minutes. But if I had to title this sermon something today, I would title it this. It's time to gather. It's time to gather. Let me give you a background of what's going on in Scripture. So the nation of Israel was in a 70-year quarantine. Let me give it a little creative liberty. And the governor finally lifted the ban. But, but here's the deal. Only the remnant came back. It was open to everyone, but just the remnant came back. This is what I know. When God is getting ready to do a work of restoration, he always starts with a remnant. When God is going to restore, he, only, he, already start, he only starts with a few. There's always a remnant. There's always a first wave. Not everyone comes back in the first wave, and that's okay. But God will use the remnant. Let's listen to what Scripture says. God says this, I will whistle for them. Anybody have that mom or dad that had that whistle? You know what I'm talking about? For, for me, who's got a whistle here? Does anybody got a whistle? To, there it is. Like, that's a whistle. There's another one. Who else has got one? Let me hear yours. That's, that works too. <laughs> well, you got some years to work on that, all right? But y'all had that mom or that dad that has a whistle. For me, it was, it was my dad. Man, my, when I was playing ball, it didn't matter where I was on the field. It didn't matter if I was in the dugout. It didn't matter if I was at bat. It didn't matter if I was in left field or right field or second. It didn't matter what I was doing on the ball field. As soon as my dad would whistle, man, it would catch my ear. As soon as my dad would whistle, I knew exactly where he was. And then, then, I, would hear, then I would hear his voice. How, how about when you were playing around in the neighborhood and you went down to the neighbor's house, you rode your bike down, and you were playing, and it started getting a little darker, but y'all were still playing, and, and everybody was laughing. But as soon as your mom or your dad whistled, you realized how hungry you were. You're like, man, it's almost, it's almost dinner time. And, and this is what I know when, when parents whistled, it meant dinner was on the table. Hey, anybody ever late? Y'all get in trouble if y'all were late to dinner? Man, I used to get in trouble if I was late to dinner. But my, my parents would, would whistle, my dad would whistle, and I knew, man, I knew that it was dinner time. Church, dinner is on the table, and it's time to gather. God is whistling, and it's time to gather. It's time to gather around backyards and barbecues like today. It's time to gather around fire pits and fish fries. It's time to gather. Anybody got, do I have any uh, low country uh, broil fans in the, in the house, broil fans in the house? Listen, I've never been to one. Is it that good? I need somebody to invite me to one so we can gather around a table. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's time to gather. It's time to gather in living rooms and kitchen tables. 
It's time to gather in arenas and venues and sporting complexes and concerts. It's time to gather in houses of worship and church parking lots. It's time to gather in, in our seats at the church. It's time to turn around and start having conversations with one another. Because I truly believe that God is whistling a holy whistle. This is what I know. Couple, th- three quick points. I'm not going to take too long today because we got some people to put in some water. But, but a few, few quick points today. The first one is this. When we gather, we protect ourselves from the enemy. When we gather, we protect ourselves from the enemy. Let me backtrack just a little bit in verse 9. Though I scattered them. What does that mean? If we take a look at Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18 through 19, it gives us a context of what's going on. Let me read it to you. Verse 18, And I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said to the angel, Who talked with me? What, what are these? Anybody? Y'all read scripture sometimes? You're like, I have no idea what's going on. Y'all ever try to read the book of Revelation? You're like, I don't know what's going on. There's something about some dragons and some horses and all this. Kind of like Zechariah. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. There's some horns. What, what are these? What, what are these horns? And he said to me, These are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. So we have this, this spirit of the horns. Let me tell you what the spirit of the horns does. It scatters, it isolates, and it divides. And isn't that exactly what the enemy has tried to do in this past season? He's tried to scatter us. He's tried to divide us. He, he's been doing his best to bring division, but please hear me. Satan will do whatever he can to isolate you. Because God, God knows that if the, if the enemy can isolate us, then this is what happens. If we can get isolated physically, if we're isolated mentally or isolated emotionally or, or isolated spiritually, then he has a foothold in your life. See, once he's got you isolated, he'll start dropping those little thoughts in your mind. You'll tell yourself 28 stories about that one thought, and none of them were good. And then those thoughts, because you're isolated, start to grow. And it goes from a thought to your heart to emotions to actions. When the enemy can isolate us, he has a foothold. So what's the solution to isolation? Let me continue the scripture. Verse 20 says this, Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. And I said, What are these coming to do? And he said, these are the horns that scattered Judah so that none would be raised from his head. And these have come to terrify them, to cast down the horns of the nations who lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter it. So you have the spirit of the horns, but you also have the spirit of the craftsmen. What what does the craftsmen do? The spirit of the craftsmen come to gather, they come to heal, and they come to build. To gather, to heal. And to build. When we gather, our children can come alive. Verse 9 says this Though I scattered them among the nations, yet in far countries they shall remember me, and with their children they shall live and return. I mean, let me ask you this Where were the Israelites? Anybody remember in Scripture where the Israelites were? Anybody? Brian King, where are you? Where's my JBQ? Where were they? Do you know? They were in Babylon. They were in Babylon. I refuse, I refuse to let my girls grow up in Babylon. What is Babylon? Babylon is when the culture leads the way, not when the church leads the way. I refuse to let my daughters grow up in Babylon. One of the things that I love the most about today is that all the kids are sitting under the tent. 
Is that all the kids are outside? We're here as a family. It's time to gather. Number three is this. Last one. I get the band to come back up. I'm going to keep it short today because we got some baptisms to do. But number three is this. When we gather, when we gather, we heal. We heal. Verse 8 says this. I will whistle for them and gather them. I will bring them home from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. And I will bring them to the land of Gilead and to Lebanon till there is no room for them. Gilead. What, what do we know? Where's my essential oil people here? What do we know about Gilead? What do we know about Gilead? It's the balm of Gilead. What does the balm of Gilead represent? It represents healing. Let me ask you this, another, another trivia question. When did we first learn about Gilead in the Bible? Anybody know? It's kind of a trick question. We hear about the balm of Gilead and the story of Joseph. Joseph's brothers really don't like him, and, and they're ready. They're out tending their flock, and, and they're ready to kill him. They conspire to kill him. But instead, they, they decide to just fake his death and throw him into a pit. Why? Because the enemy always wants to isolate you. The enemy always wants you by yourself. Because the first attack of the enemy is always isolation. It's what's been going on for the past 14 months. The enemy's been throwing people into pits, trying to remove their coat, trying to remove their mantle, trying to remove their calling, trying to remove their relationships, and you've been thrown into a pit. But then what happens in the story, the Ishmaelite traders from Gilead come through, and Reuben, his brother, feels guilty. Reuben pipes up and he says, fellas, like, this is, this is our brother. We, we shouldn't let him die. Let's see, if, let's see if we can trade for him. And part of what they were carrying was the bomb of Gilead. This isn't idea, the ideal for Joseph. He's got a long way to go. We know the story. Joseph has a long way to go. Potiphar's house, prison, then he gets to the palace. But the first step in the process is always healing. It's the bomb of Gilead. Church, it's time to gather. Why? Because we need each other. Listen, Sunday, Sunday mornings, it's important. Church, church is important. Groups is important. Gathering around kitchen tables is important. G gathering around bonfires, it's, it's important. I refuse, I refuse to, to be a pastor whose people becomes isolated. I can't do it. We will refuse to let the enemy scatter and divide us. What, what, what's beautiful is the relationships that have been built over the past few months. The new relationships that are being built as we open up the doors to the church. And what better way to kick the enemy in the teeth than to gather and celebrate, especially celebrating individuals that are professing their faith in Jesus by baptism. What, what better way to say, let's gather, than to have a meal with one another, than to sit by the lake, than, than to watch the kids run around and play. Church, that's what today is all about. Because it's time to gather.
Can we all stand as we step back into worship just one more time as we proclaim this?